I would like to direct your attention this morning to Matthew chapter 25 and verse 13. Matthew 25 verse 13. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And this verse comes at the end of the parable of the ten virgins. It's a well-known parable. Many sermons have been preached on it, and no doubt you've heard many sermons on this parable too. And yet it's always relevant. It's always good for us to be reminded of these central issues. God's word is always fresh and always new. There are lessons here which need to be repeated. The problem with so many of us is not ignorance, but failure to do what we know that we should do. Here we have a warning to prepare for death and for eternity. And not everyone who thinks they're prepared are actually prepared. There are many and they think, it's all right with me. I'll get to heaven. If anyone else gets to heaven, so will I. And they'll be disappointed. They'll be shocked. There were many Pharisees in the time of Jesus. And they felt sure that they were going to heaven. And Jesus said to them, Publicans and harlots will enter heaven before you. So we have a need to examine ourselves. Do you have oil in your lamp? Are you ready to die? We have here those frightening words. The door was shut. And that's terrible if you're outside. The door was shut. And then added to that the words of Jesus, I never knew you. Do you know Christ? Do you know him personally? Have you entered into a relationship with him? Would it be possible for Jesus to say to you, I never knew you? Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. It's today that we're to seek the Lord. And this gospel freely offers the Saviour to us. And we have to make sure that we have him. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Well, first of all this morning, I want you to notice a sleeping world. Verse 5. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Now we mustn't be too critical of them. It was midnight 
And midnight's a time for sleeping, isn't it? <clears throat> Yet surely there is, even here, a basic hint of the problem. Today could be our last day. Yet are we living as if today could be our last day? Are we not living as if we've got days and weeks and years ahead of us? And yet, on the way home from church, you could have a car accident, could be killed. You could have a heart attack. You could have a stroke, a bleeding on the brain. Suddenly, you could find yourself in eternity. Not years, not years from now, but today. And yet we live as if we had loads of time. If today was your last day, if you were to die just now, would you open your eyes in heaven? Or in hell. Are you sure? <coughs> Have you been born again? You must be born again. Christianity is not just some kind of superficial beliefs. And superficial practices. It's a new creation. And it's a life and relationship to Christ. It's having Christ in us. Has Christ come to live in you? Christ in us, the hope of glory. How easy it is for us to sleep. And you know, the devil has lots of sleeping tablets to give us. Here's one. You're young. You've got lots of years ahead of you. Once you're a bit older, once illness comes along, then you can seek the Lord then. Just relax. One day, one day you can seek the Lord. You're very healthy, aren't you? You look after yourself. You have a good diet and good exercise. and You've got lots of time yet. You're not going to have a car accident. You're a very careful driver. A very good driver. But what about the other driver? What if something comes wrong with your car? And then, what about this one? This sleeping tablet. You're just as good as other people, aren't you? You're just one of the crowd. One of the majority. Here's another sleeping tablet. God is love. 
And how could a God of love send you to hell forever? Surely not. God is so loving. God is so kind. I'm sure there'll be some way. Everything will be fine. Go to sleep again. The devil is so many of these. He knows how to put us to sleep. Here's another sleeping tablet. I know lots of people in the free church continuing have it. I read my Bible every day. I say my prayers. I go to church on Sunday. What more could I do? I've heard it so often. What more can I do? Or here's another one. If I'm in the elect, I'll be saved. And if I'm not, I won't. There's really not very much I can do, is there? If God has chosen me from all eternity, then all's well. And if not, well, what's the point of bothering? Eat, drink, and be merry. You see, there's, there's all these sleeping tablets. And maybe, maybe sometimes you have kind of roused a bit. Maybe, maybe somebody close to you died. Somebody had an accident and it made you think. Or maybe you had this strange pain and you wondered, I wonder, could this be cancer? Could this be the end? Maybe I should think about my soul. Or maybe you heard a rousing sermon and it challenged you for a time. But then the devil said, take this pill and go to sleep again. You turned over and you were soon, you were soon fast asleep once more. It's so easy to drift on through life, day after day, week after week, year after year. A sleeping world. And Christians, you're very sleepy too, aren't you? And so am I. If only we were more awake. Perhaps those round us would be influenced positively and helpfully. But when we're so sleepy and so worldly, it's no wonder that the unconverted aren't bothered. A sleeping world. But next we have here a startling shout. The bridegroom is here. Go ye out to meet him. The bridegroom is here. Go ye out to meet him. Death. The end. Thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be? Suddenly. It's the end of the world. The Son of Man comes riding upon the clouds of heaven. 
the great white throne has been set up and the day of grace has passed. The day of opportunity is gone. The bridegroom is here. Go ye out to meet him. And there you are face to face with a holy God against whom you've sinned. With a loving saviour whom you've despised. When they shall say peace and safety. Then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Wonder are you saying, peace and safety, and sudden destruction is about to break in. We're told here that Christ will come as a thief in the night. He can come, of course, like that in death, can't he? How many there are who die, they don't expect to die. How many cases I've come across like that in my own lifetime. People who think they're getting better, and then they're gone. As a thief in the night. The thief doesn't tell you he's coming. He comes when you're fast asleep. And the Lord Jesus comes like that. As it was in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, going about their work, going about their interests and their hobbies and their pleasures. Noah entered into the ark. It didn't seem to bother. And then the rain came. And it was too late. Some of them maybe went to the, to the ark started hammering on the door. But the door was shut. God shut the door so that Noah couldn't open it. The day of opportunity was gone. The day of salvation had passed. Just think of how it must have been for those folk in in Southeast Asia few years ago when there was that terrible tsunami suddenly a great wave of the sea comes in this tidal wave and carries away a quarter of a million people 225,000 people suddenly drowned and face to face with God A startling shout, the bridegroom is here, go ye out to meet him. As lightning, so is the coming of the Son of Man, shining from one end of heaven to the other. And you say, one day I'll seek the Lord. I intend to be a Christian. I want to be a Christian, but there are certain things I have to do first and there are certain things I've got to achieve once I've, I've done this, once I've satisfied myself in this area, once I've achieved this, at this stage in life or that stage, then I'll seek the Lord. But God doesn't wait. The bridegroom is here. Go ye out to meet him. 
a startling shout. But next we see a clear division. In this world it's not always easy to know who is the Christian and who isn't. It's not easy to divide the sheep from the goats, to divide the foolish virgins from the wise. It would be impossible for me to go round this congregation and make the division. You see, the ten virgins, they were very much like one another. They were all young women. They were all dressed for the wedding. They all had lamps. They were all waiting for the bridegroom. There was really only one thing that made the difference. In everything else they were the same. They were all sleeping there. But there was one thing that made the difference. Oil. Some had oil and some had not. So like one another. And the children of God and the children of the devil can be so like one another. When the children of the devil are hypocrites and when they're church attending and when they're reading the Bible and listening to sermons, they can look very, very much like the children of God. And it can be hard to tell the difference between the two. At that time, in the culture of the time, what happened was, at the wedding, the bridegroom would come to the house of the bride, and the bride and the bridesmaids would then form a procession and go with him to his own house, where the marriage feast would be held. And that's what happened here. They were all sleeping. Then comes the call. The bridegroom is here. Go ye out to meet him. And they all rise up. They rise up quickly. They trim their lamps. But some find they've got no oil. They can't light their lamps. One thing needful is missing. And if the one thing needful is missing, it doesn't matter what else you have. And what is that one thing needful? What is the oil? Oil in scripture is often used as a picture for the Holy Spirit. And Paul tells us in Romans 8, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how good living you are. It doesn't matter how charitable you are. It doesn't matter how kind you are. It doesn't matter how prayerful you are. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, You're not Christ's. 
how do we get the Holy Spirit? And regeneration and the new birth. Because what happens in the new birth? When you're born again, the Holy Spirit of God comes down to dwell in you. And from then on, you are the temple of the Spirit. And so the Christian is a person who's indwelt by the Spirit of God. That's a true Christian. And if you don't have the Spirit, you're not a true Christian. You must be born again. You must have that Spirit. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. A new creature indwelt by the Spirit of God, possessing the oil as well as the lamp. When you receive Christ, you receive him by the Spirit. A Christian is somebody who takes Christ into their hearts. And how does Christ come into into your heart? By his Spirit, the Spirit of Christ dwelling in you. And the Spirit of Christ unites us to Christ. To receive Christ is to receive his Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross to save sinners. And on the third day he rose again. And then he ascended up to heaven. And he's dwelling in heaven. But you remember how on the day of Pentecost he gave his Spirit to abide with the church forever. And the Spirit of God dwells in the heart of the Christian. And so those who were ready, they had their lamps, they had their oil. Go ye out to meet the bridegroom, and they're ready. Their lamps are burning. They're shining forth the light of Christ. But the others... There's no light there because they don't have the Spirit. Some are ready and some are not. So in this life, it's hard to know the difference. But when Christ returns, there'll be no dubiety. It'll be crystal clear. The sheep and the goats Those on the right hand, those on the left. Those who have the Spirit, those who don't. Those who have a burning, shiny lamp, and those who have a dead lamp. How will it be with you? Some will be there with shining faces and burning lamps. Others will be there with shame and disgrace and fear and dead lamps. Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. And so we see here Finally, an awful separation. The foolish say to the wise, give us of your oil. 
But the wise cannot, because we have only enough for ourselves. Nobody can save anyone else. We only have enough for ourselves. You have to go and buy for yourself. It's a personal thing. It needs your personal relationship with Christ. You personally have been indwelt by the Holy Spirit. A parent cannot save a child. A husband cannot save a wife. It's every man for himself. Alone we face our God. And so those who didn't have oil went to find it. And while they went, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready accompanied the bridegroom. They went into the feast and the door was shut. Eventually the rest come, knocking at the door. Lord, Lord, open to us. And the bridegroom replies, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Terrible words. I don't know you. You're not welcome. You're not one of mine. You despised me. And how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Could that possibly be you? If only, if only you wakened sooner. If only you realized your need. If only you made your peace with God in this life. How wonderful it is to know that Christ is saying, Come unto me today. Look unto me today. Look unto me and be ye saved, all ye ends of the earth. Just look to Christ. He's willing to save. He's able to save. He's mighty to save. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall we escape if we neglect if we despise, if we ignore the call of the gospel. How terrible to come knocking at the door of heaven and the door shut. Today we're told, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and everyone that seeketh findeth, and everyone that knocketh to him it shall be opened. But what a terrible day to be knocking when it's too late. Too late. Too late. The opportunity's gone. The day of grace has passed. The door is shut. Eternally excluded from heaven. Cast out forever. Left in the darkness. In the blackness of darkness forever.
Christ is calling to you today, calling through this sermon, and he's saying, come to me. Come and be saved. You will not come to me that you might have life. Oh, that you would come, and then you would have life. The ten virgins, five were wise, five were foolish. Are you wise or are you foolish? Let's pray. O Lord, our God, we praise thy name that we have a gospel. We have a saviour able to save. We thank thee that the Lord Jesus Christ is willing to save all who come unto him in faith. We praise thy name that he's saying to us, Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Grant, O Lord, then, that we would hear the call of Christ today, and that we would come. Keep us, O Lord, from sleeping our way through this world. Lord, we have to confess that we are all far too sleepy. Help us to be more awake. Help us to live in the life in the light of eternity, to be aware that thou art watching, that we are living our life before thee. And what we do in this little life of ours determines our eternity. For one day we will be judged according to the deeds done in the body, whether they be good or evil. So bless thy word to our souls and forgive sin for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Our closing praise is Psalm 2. Psalm 2 and we'll sing verses 8 to 12. Psalm 2 Ask of me, and for a heritage, the heathen I'll make thine, and for possession I to thee will give earth's utmost line. Thou shaltest with a weighty rod of iron break them all, and as a potter share thou shalt them dash in pieces small. Our mighty Lord Jesus Christ is the great Messiah, the great King the great judge, and we must kiss the judge and make our peace with him to be saved. Verses 8 to 12, to God's praise. Ask me for Oh.
service as usual at 6.30 p.m. Services next Sabbath at the usual times, 11 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. The prayer meeting on Thursday evening at the usual time of 7.30. Scottish Reformation Society are holding a meeting <coughs> online at the <coughs> SRS site Friday, 10th June, 7.30pm the subject is John Brown of Haddington and the speaker Reverend Robert McCurley of Greenville uh, Presbyterian Church and there's also a note about Mrs Ferrier that she's still in hospital and her condition remains unchanged the ward she's in is closed because of Covid these are all the intimations. <clears throat> the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. 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 <clears throat>